podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. to the Cut to the Race podcast. My name is Ollie. I'm joined by my favourite two people. Well, and uh, Sam's not here. He's also one of my favourite people. Say, man, he's only <laughs> been gone like a week. Like... <laughs> oh, dear, Sam, I love you. Don't worry, mate. But I'm, I'm, I'm with two of my three favourite people, Abby and James. Abby, how are you? Um, very well, thank you, Ollie. How are you? I'm good. I'm just messing up the intro. But, but uh, other than that, I'm absolutely fantastic. James, how are you? I'm all right, and I hope your wife doesn't listen to the podcast, or if she didn't make it into the top three. <laughs> or any of my family, or, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. What a mess. Um, but we are coming into the Singapore Grand Prix weekend, which is going to be very, very exciting. Uh, there's a lot happening, but we'll be covering that, of course, on our weekend race review show. But today we wanted to talk about something else, something that's been in the news, something that we're, I think we've all got a few opinions on. Um, Abby, do you, would you like to introduce the topic this week? Yes, so we will be debating whether F2 champions, obviously F2 is the feeder series, whether the champions of F2 should automatically be given a seat in Formula 1. Now, Richard Vashore, who is a current Formula 2 driver, has come out and shared his opinion and has said, actually, there should just be a rule that whoever becomes champion in Formula 2, whoever that may be, should just go to Formula 1, whether that is in a general team or in a team that joins. And this has sparked a lot of debate over the years. Obviously, Felipe Dragovic, the most recent champion, is a reserve driver for Aston Martin. He hasn't got a seat. Oscar Piastri was champion from F3, then F2, but then he became Alpine's reserve driver because he couldn't get a seat. There's lots of debate of drivers who should have been in F1 but haven't, drivers who have skipped F2 but got to F1. So I'm interested to hear our whole discussion and debate and what you guys think as well. I, th- I think it's a it's an interesting thing for an F2 driver to say, right? Because, hi, I've won it, I should automatically get there. Life isn't that simple. But as we've done the research for this show uh, before we started recording, currently all the F2 as we know it drivers have made it to Formula 1. So um, F2 was rebranded in 2017 from what used to be GP2, and we'll get to that. But since 2017, Charles Leclerc, George Russell, Nick De Vries, Mick Schumacher, Oscar Piastri and Felipe Drogovic, all of which have raced an F1 car. Uh, I caveat the raced part because um, Felipe's tested or, or been in a practice session, right? I saw James, he was about to correct me then. I, I saw you. <laughs> um, but I guess, the, I guess the point is it took the last to an extra year to get into that F1 car, right? Um, But then I guess there's loads of drivers that aren't on that list as well that are in the F1 seat. So 
I don't know. There's there's only so many seats in F1, which is always going to be the problem. You can't have a new driver every year guaranteed, can you? No, you can't. Um, I mean, that was something that someone brought up as a potential. I can't remember. I feel like it was next driver, maybe Lucas Degrassi or someone was talking about this kind of thing and whether there should be almost like a promotion relegation scenario like in a parallel to football. And I, in principle, I think that's really interesting because, yeah, it would add so much more jeopardy to the F2 championship. Well, I mean... It's already there's lots of jeopardy already, but with a guarantee of the winner gets a spot on the F1 grid, I think more people would watch it rather than watching the up and comers. And it is getting more popular, and more people are tuning in. But there's still that, uh, as we've seen, there's no real space, and it looks like uh, if Theo Porcher or whoever Vesti maybe wins this year, there's probably not going to be a space for them again. The only chance would have been Joe's seat, and it looks like he's about to sign a contract. But if it were a guaranteed, I think. It would, yeah, it would really draw interest into F2. And the complication then is who gets, you know, relegated in inverted commas. And similarly, I think that could add jeopardy to the bottom of the standings. If you said the team who finishes last in the constructors, because you couldn't really do it with the drivers, because, you know, sometimes if someone gets injured or uh, if someone was like filling in for a race seat, they're going to probably end up bottom of the drivers' championship. And then, you know, that they're not going to want to fill in, whatever. But yeah, say bottom of the Constructors' Championship has to drop a driver and then they get replaced by the F2 champion. The The only complication there, of course, well, the only, but the main one is driver academies. And, you know, they're not going to want to, even if maybe it were a loan scenario, could that work? I mean, you've just opened so many problems with with that idea. Because also, <laughs> uh, also, let's say you, let's say you're in the bottom team, right? Let's say you were Hass last year or the year before, and you happen to not be on form that year. Maybe Mick Schumacher, we could use an ex- as an example. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean you're the worst driver on the grid, and you should instantly lose your place. Um, you know, you might just be driving an absolute. I can't think of a good word, but I was going to say bag of shit. Um, <laughs> so I'll go with that. But then, okay, let's look at the other side. So, Abby, imagine an F1 without Sainz and Ricardo, because they both came through Formula Renault. Uh, Valtteri Bottas came from F3, didn't go into F2, and Max Verstappen didn't race in F2 either. So imagine a, a grid without those people. It would be a completely different sport, wouldn't it? It definitely would, because... Obviously, like Max wouldn't have got two world champions, so we would have different champions in F1. And with Ricardo, lots of people, when they think of Formula One, if you're not really that big of a much of a fan of the sport, Daniel Ricardo is one of those drivers that you know because he's notorious for always being happy and smiling and everything. And it's really weird to think about it that they haven't gone the traditional route of F3, F2, F1. But it is interesting to see how they got to F1 and then how other drivers who do deserve a seat but haven't been able to because other drivers, these drivers are taking up those spaces. It It's a very tricky situation because, like James said, you could have, you promote a driver and then you relegate another. But changing the rules of F1, of F2 and the progression of the sport, it's... I would not like to have to make a decision on whether if this became an actual topic, I wouldn't want to make a decision on it because it's so difficult to come up with a solution. I think it's you don't, you know, you're saying imagine an F1 without them. It's not like they couldn't get in. 
Yeah, it it would still be. It's not like it's limited to just the F two champions allowed in in this scenario. Surely, like Max Verstappen was picked out of nowhere basically as a seventeen year old because Red Bull saw his potential. That that's. I think it's changed in the last, well, yeah, what, six years is it since F2 rebranded, GP2 became F2. That, the the kind of path and the driver academies have become far, well, the path has become far clearer. The driver academies have kind of really grown exponentially beyond Red Bull, who were kind of the only real major one before that. Um, yeah, in GP2, there are a few more. You listed off the F2 champions. The GP2 champions... There are some, obviously. Uh, if we go backwards, we've got Pierre Gasly, Stoffel van Dorn, Jolien Palmer. But then there are a few who didn't make it. Davide Valsecchi, Fabio Lima, um, Giorgio Pantano won in 2008, who I think was already in F1 uh, earlier in the 2000s. Some bigger names, Lewis Hamilton, Nico Rosberg. It's It's a clear path now where before it was kind of more up in the air people would be grabbed from anywhere yeah and i mean if we go even further back right so before it was gp2 it was formula 3000 which was the feeder series and these are feeder series so to name a few going back to our slightly older listeners here we'll we'll know some of these um juan pablo montoya nick heifeld sebastian bourdais um just to just to name a couple of them they did make it from that feeder series but not not all of them but some of them did so I guess the, I guess the question is: Is the feeder series doing its job? Because to me, we've answered the question already. That yes, it is. Um, I, I I'm not sure you have to be a champion to necessarily show your talent that year. Do you? Do you, do you, you might be in a a dog of a car, but people can see what you're worth. Yeah, you've seen that, and it's difficult to judge because it's all based on how the quality of the grid varies from year to year. You know, we've seen. 20, the class of 2018 we had Lando, George and Alex in it and all of those I think are now bona fide F1 drivers and you wouldn't question their talent at all but then a little earlier than that Stoffel van Dorn everyone thought was going to be the next big thing okay we can you can debate uh, Stoffel's level of talent and his unfortunate placing a, a struggling McLaren with a Fernando Alonso looking to prove a point and maybe he deserved another chance but I think it's clear to see he didn't have maybe as much talent as people thought he did. And he beat Jolien Palmer to the title, who had an an even less distinguished F1 career, you could say. So it depends so much on how many, the people you beat, it's not a clear thing. And yeah, like you say, if someone finished second in the year, like Lando was second, but he's probably a better driver than quite a few of the champions. I was going to say, am I right in thinking that Lando wasn't actually a race winner? In he won his first F2. one and then not oh. again, I think. So there you go. Like now people are saying he's a future F1 world champion. He could be going to Red Bull. He's one of the best on the grid. But if you do look back at his F2 career compared to Russell, who was the champion and how many races he won, you'd be like, okay, well, there's a clear difference between the two. But that doesn't mean that Lando's not deserving of F1 because he is. So it's difficult because there's a lot of things to take into account. Like you say, James, the quality of the grid does hugely impact it, I think. I think in in principle, it's the right idea. It's the right shout. The F2 champion should be guaranteed a spot for all the reasons I think we've mentioned before, particularly uh, 
with jeopardy and the the excitement and giving the opportunities but it's just how you go about creating that i mean or what other scenario can we come up with any other solutions beyond my uh probably flawed relegation system like i don't know uh, someone gets a, a third car and i don't know how you sort that out but the champions get a third driver and that gets to be the f2 champ like i don't know it's well, I mean, what, what they do at the moment, where they have to have a rookie competing in one session per year, yeah. is, is that what it currently is? It is, isn't it? So Two two per year, I think. Is it? is it two? Right. So at least they're getting track time, but it's not necessarily the champion from F2. And I, I mean, again, I'm looking through, so total driver wins in F2 percentages, right? So th- there are some really good drivers that never made it. So um, to pick one at off this huge list in front of me. Um, my personal favourite was Callum Eilat. Should have made it to F1. Didn't. And he was absolutely gutted. And that was to do, again, with, with, with his backing. And he's gone off to IndyCar. But he's having a great career there. I think there should be almost placements, work experience. So if you become an F2 champion, you've then got a, a number of series. So if there's no spot in F1, there's a there's an agreement with, well, you can have an IndyCar seat. And if there's not one of those, then as most of them do, you go off to Formula E. So I reckon, you know, the IndyCar's the odd one out. But So the FIA championships have an agreement that, okay, right, if you, you can go in a holding pattern until that F1 seat comes up. But again, who, where would those seats be? Who would want them? I, 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 it's a difficult one. Abby, you're very intelligent. You, you fix it. <laughs> um, no, it is difficult. And it's it's good that they do get the track time. But like you say, it's not always the F2 champion. It's just the reserve drivers or drivers that are part of the academies for the F1 teams. But like take Schumacher. Yes, He's raced in F1. He did have a couple of seasons in the sport. But Toto Wolf believes that he should come back on the grid. And I think 2024 was Schumacher's original target for getting another seat. But with Joe looking to confirm a new contract and the grid looking to be quite solid for 2024, that's not going to be the case. But Toto definitely believes that Schumacher should come back on the grid. But if someone of the current grid leaves... Should the spot go to Schumacher or should it go to Dragovic, for example, or Porsche if he wins this year's championship? Yeah, you could end up with like a, a, a traffic jam, a backlog of yeah. two champions who are waiting for their chance. I mean, Mick had his, but yeah, Dragovic, but then is it Porsche because he's the most recent one? Uh, I think, I don't know, you know, the more I think about it, I, I'm coming back to my relegation idea. I quite like that. Uh, Last in the championship, has to lose a driver. That would be like oh, politics, something for yeah, drivers to survive. The back to do. of the like, grid would going, be, you know, like Kevin. Ex- yeah, the back of the grid would be exciting yeah. because, you know, we know who's won the championship this year, but we'd be watching exactly, the back. That would be. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So Max, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like Max is going to have wrapped up the race, uh, the season with about race five races to go, but we'd be watching uh, Abu Dhabi like, oh, is that Alpha Tauri going to grab a point so that one of them doesn't lose it? And then you've got K Mag and Hulk smashing down Gunter's door, being like, don't get rid of me you know you've got to get rid of the other guy and you could make him fight or something i don't know it'd be great <laughs> i like that idea i think we should go with that idea the fia should put that into action i've had yeah, another idea like, no, i've had one on. more i've had one on. more there should be an 11th team that is the f2 graduates team oh 
and then you get a year in F1 to prove yourself to the other teams. So let's let's use, I don't know, uh, let's use Mick Schumacher, for example. When he had come out of F2, he went into this theoretical team, right, showed what he was about. And then Toto, because Toto seems to love him so much, Toto would go, all right, Lewis, your contract's up. I'm putting Mick in the car. Um, how about that? But who would run it? Where would the money come from? <laughs> there are some faults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it might actually have bigger faults than mine, which I didn't think was possible. I know, you know I mean, maybe F1 could fund it. Like, no, I mean, we know the teams aren't going to give any money to uh, anyone else for an 11th team. That That's uh, a whole different conversation that we've had before. But yeah, F1's got enough money. Yeah, just keep like a base level F2, you know, get some fired engineers in there. I'm sure they can make it work. And yeah, maybe top two of the F2 season can battle it out at the back of the grid being back markers the whole year i don't know or just put them we could have mick series racing i mean we're going we're, i mean this is um you're really focused on mick aren't you <laughs> i didn't say mick i said mixed series racing. okay <laughs> Uh, not Smith Schumacher racing, mixed series. So, you know, like Lamar, where you've got all your different championships all going around at the same time. I mean, come on now. it's not, This is just far-fetched. But ultimately, I actually think it works at the moment. The best drivers seem to filter their way through. The ones that aren't the best quickly filter themselves back out of F1. And, you know, I think out of the, the list of Formula 2 champions we've had... They've they've all had their chance or are having their chance. So I don't think I don't think there's a problem to fix. I think that yeah, you're right. The the real talents will end up being fought over. We saw that with it looked a bit like yeah, Oscar was just gonna stall and obviously had to have a year out. But yeah, you know, it looked like he was gonna get farmed out to Williams, but then McLaren came in and it was him and he could have gone there Royal Peen in the end. Whereas maybe <laughs> The jury, the jury is still a little bit out on Felipe. He was in his, what, third year, maybe fourth, I think, of F2. So, you know, I think when it's a clear, you know, Charles, Oscar coming in and dominating F3 and dominating F2, they're probably going to get snapped up, like you say. So maybe it ain't, this is one thing that isn't broken in F1. Maybe we shouldn't try and fix it. But I do want the the promotion relegation. I've decided now. It's just it's just <laughs> so much fun. We should put them in a theoretical team. Um, but yeah, Abby, do you think it's broken, or do you think we need to go down one of our ridiculous uh, solutions? Whilst I do like the ridiculous solutions, um, no, I think you guys are right. The real talents in the feeder series have made their way into F one, and that's the way that it should be yes it is annoying that some champions like Dragovic hasn't got a full-time seat or Eilat hasn't got a full-time seat but Eilat's gone on to IndyCar they can have careers in other in other series of motorsports and who knows in 2026 if they do accept two extra teams onto the grid it'll be interesting to see who they pick whether they pick up some of the former champions and other drivers that haven't made it to a full-time F1 seat well, I think the new driver's coming in. Vettel will come back, so that's that's another old blood. You'll have Mick Schumacher in one of them, because um, Toto will get him a seat somewhere, no matter how he does it. Um, and then, who else did we have? Mick Hakkinen, he's still on Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Fernando Alonso, but he's he's already back. Uh, but yeah, my point is, real 
true racers will find their way to F1. And if they don't, it's unfortunate, but there are other places to go. IndyCar, Formula E, we've seen loads of Formula E champions from ex-F1 drivers or drivers that didn't make it. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it, is my my final thought on it. Let us know your thoughts. You can uh, email us, info at com. You can tweet us, X us, do whatever you want, Facebook us. Um, and let us know if, if you've got a better solution than the ones we've come up with or you also don't think it's broken. Um, we will be back for the Singapore Grand Prix review on Sunday. Um, Abby, are you looking forward to this race? We've had some amazing, amazing Singapore Grand Prix over the years. Do you think this is going to be one of them? I think so. I have a good feeling about it. So, and what's the um, good feeling? That it's going to be an exciting race. George Russell win. That's, that's normally Abby's <laughs> gut feeling, isn't it? It will be an exciting race, and it won't be a walk in the park for Max. Okay, all right, James. Are you looking forward to it? Any any hot takes? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are some murmurings that maybe it wouldn't favour Red Bull. This this is probably one. This and maybe Sao Paulo best chances of a non Red Bull win you know barring any kind of craziness so yeah i'm optimistic and you know checo king of the streets apparently that's a that's a debate for another podcast but <laughs> i think we've had that maybe it won't be a max verstappen win maybe my son will see someone else win for the first time in his life that's what i that's my hot take bless him do you know what i was thinking about this um this week i i actually feel like because we, we've been saying max will get he'll just carry on and win the whole season i i, f- I feel like the tide's about to change and i don't mean that he's not going to win anymore but i don't think he's going to win this weekend something's going to happen so we'll see if it does we'll join you to talk about what does happen um until then thank you very much james thank you pleasure as always and abby thank you thank you for having me thanks for listening goodbye you're listening to the cut to the race podcast it's lights out and away we go sports social podcast network